0: Hey there, this is Jessica Stewart, and you are listening to Finding Your Calm with Your Teenager, episode number six. Anyone out there have trouble remaining calm when dealing with your teenager? I do, and I did, still do a lot of the time, and that's what this podcast is about. I truly believe that if you can remain calm with your teenager, you can pretty much remain calm in any situation. So listen in for my tips and really practical advice for how to do this in your own life. Stay tuned. Okay, welcome. So today we are going to talk about the M of calm and that is managing emotions and This is the one part of the framework that I talk about only really in relation to yourself. When we talk about managing emotions, also known as maybe feeling our feelings, it is work that we do with ourself and ourself alone. And the reason being is that we cannot manage other people's emotions. You may want to argue with me about this. We really try to manage other people's emotions So that we can be okay, but we can only truly manage, work with our own emotions and feel our feelings. So what I want to do is what I've done with the other topics is really define what an emotion is in its simplest terms, and then talk about why it's important to manage our emotions and feel our feelings or feel our feelings. And then talk about some ways that we can do this. And this is a big topic, so I'm going to just touch on it a little bit here, and I'm going to expand on some more specifics in some other episodes. So the first thing really is what an emotion is. And I looked up some definitions, and the one I'm going to use is the one from the life coach school or how I learned it in coach certification training, which really is, um, it's a vibration or a feeling in your body that's caused as a result of something that you're thinking. And there's different definitions that are defined as separating out feelings from emotions. And you can talk about that that's a little bit more complex than i want to get into i'm sort of i'm going to use that interchangeably when i talk about feelings and emotions like you have a feeling and you can sometimes have an emotion that comes out of that but for the sake of this and what we're discussing i think it's just simpler to talk about feelings and emotions are sensations that we feel in our body and why is managing emotions important when you're parenting a teenager, because that's um, what we're talking about really, but in all of life, if you can learn how to feel your feelings and manage your emotions, then you will have so much more, um, I guess control maybe isn't the word, but that's what I want to say. You have so much more um, capacity to understand yourself. And when you understand yourself, it helps in so many areas of your life. So um, the what I want to address first and foremost is the idea that feeling our feelings is like a soft skill and that people generally don't want to get into talking about emotions because that's like, um, that's like soft, you know, it's not really... We don't want to get into that because we might cry and we might appear weak and that's just not something that we want to do. But what I want to argue with that is that you're feeling your feelings anyways. You're feeling anger, rage, uh, sadness, the negative emotions that we typically don't want to feel. We feel those and those are the ones we probably struggle with the most. The ones we love It's not usually a problem when we feel happy or when we feel joyful or when we feel this so called, well, they are looked at as positive emotions. But when I'm talking about feeling your feelings, I'm talking about feeling all of your feelings and allowing all of your feelings to be there without judgment and with them, with it being okay that there is also negative emotion and positive emotion. And one of the concepts I think that probably was so life-changing for me to realize and put so much less pressure on me in this world of positive thinking and making sure that everybody is kind of set on the road to feeling happy all the time is the fact that life is essentially 50-50. Like you're going to feel positive half of the time and you're going to feel negative half of the time. And there is space for all of it and understanding and allowing it and knowing that it's there is sort of freeing in a way I find, because everything you read is how to be happy and how to um, get it out of your negative emotions. That's what we most want to do because they don't feel good. Like we just, as soon as they come in, we want to jump out of them. But then if you don't actually take some time and space to just understand why they're coming up and what you're thinking that could be causing them, then you won't have a great understanding of yourself. And if you don't deal with them also at, at the time that they come up, I promise you, you will have to deal with them later at some other time, because if you're trying to get out of them. The, the mode that we usually try to get out of feeling these emotions is some kind of distraction or it's called it can be called buffering, but it can come in the form of um, eating excessively, drinking excessively, um, watching Netflix. Um, it can come in the form of like overworking and distracting yourself in any way, just so you don't have to feel that uncomfortable feeling. But if you understand that you do have the capacity and the ability to sit with uncomfortable emotions and uncomfortable feelings, then you will have more capacity for growth. And how I like to think about this is like just working a muscle. Like when you're working out or when you're training for something that you haven't really done before, uh, you you will have some pain associated with that, but you know that it's for a good reason, you know, you're building your muscle. And so managing emotions and learning how to feel your feelings is a totally learnable skill. So you don't have to come by it naturally in any way. And it might be more uncomfortable for some people. And also if you're looking at something like a traumatic experience and trying to feel those feelings, I would highly recommend that you get some sort of counseling or therapy surrounding that because some emotions and feelings that are coming up because of trauma or something like that really need to be looked at with somebody to kind of guide you through that process. So with um, life coaching and what we do with clients is we look at more situations that happen in day-to-day life and work with those and those can inform the rest of our our life as well so the other reason why that's I, i wanted to address that first but the other reason why it's so important to to learn to manage your emotions especially with your teenager is that if you learn to manage your emotions your kids and teenagers also will learn how to do this too Um, like I said, you can't manage other, you can't manage your kids emotions. And we certainly try to, because if they are okay, then we're okay. That's kind of how I think we see parenting. Like, I just want my kids to be happy. And if you have that understanding that they are not always going to be happy, and that's not even your job really is to make them happy. Um, that's not part of the job description, And I think we've been given that as one of the probably most important things that we're supposed to do for our kids is, is make them happy, make sure they're happy. We always say, I just want my kids to be happy. And what if that wasn't something that you're responsible for? You may be responsible for it in some aspects, but most definitely, uh, if you understand that your kids are not going to be happy all the time, it's kind of, uh, freeing and then just allowing your emotions to be there, they will see that you know how to manage your own emotions and that the feelings that you have, whatever they are. So if it's sadness, if it's grief, if it's fear, if it's anger, that you're feeling them, that you're naming them and not having emotions at your kids and at other people, which we all do. I still do it. And you have to I have to work at that constantly, but having, actually having your emotions and feeling it and being able to name it, like saying, I'm really sad right now because of this reason and being an adult means taking responsibility for your emotions. So what I have seen talked about on some parenting message boards is, you know, people Applauding people for like not letting any, not letting their kids see their emotions and being strong for their kids. You know, not crying in front of them, not sharing how they're feeling about something that's happened because they have to be strong for their kids. And I would argue that allowing your emotions to show to your children and to your teenagers and to the people around you in a in a well-managed way and just feeling what you're actually feeling, then makes it okay for them to feel what they're feeling. If they're seeing the people that they love the most, you know, trying to be strong, trying to put on a brave face at all times and making it not okay to feel what they're feeling. They, they sense that they can feel that. And the, there's a difference too with, um, feeling your feelings and managing your own emotions for yourself and being an adult about it and not making your kids responsible for your feelings. And the example that I use or that I would like to share is just regarding, um, my son, my youngest son going away to school this past year. It was, um, a year ago, September, and I was feeling sad. I was feeling a lot of grief, And, um, I shared this with him. I, but I didn't make him responsible for it. Like I, he didn't want me to cry because he didn't want me to feel sad, but I just told him like, look, this is my thing that I'm managing. You're supposed to go away to school and this is good for you. And I'm happy for you that you're going away to school. And I just have a lot of, uh, I'm going to miss you. I have a lot of grief right now, but you don't have to fix it for me. Like I don't want to make him responsible for fixing that for me. But I also, um, if I'm emotional about it, if I'm showing my emotions, if I'm crying about it, I also don't want to make that a problem either because I want him to be able to know that it is okay to feel the actual things that you're feeling and not push that away. So the other Case for why it's good to feel your feelings and to be able to have some good emotional management is that it will save you time if you don't have to push your feelings down and then have them explode one day and have be rageful all over everybody. There's a lot of repair work that has to be done after that. So you can just skip all that by just kind of naming your feelings and your emotions and what you're actually feeling right now or. Taking a time out to feel those feelings and emotions for yourself. And like I said, important uh, thing to remember is not to feel your emotions like at people. You can feel your emotions with people, but not at people. And if you do, don't beat yourself up for that because believe me, I've felt my emotions at people many times. And that's where you can go back and repair and say, look, I was feeling really afraid because of something that you said and my brain went to this place and you can come back to them and do that repair work with people. But it is helpful to understand when you have really big emotions to kind of examine what it was you were thinking when those emotions came up. So that's my case for why it's important to feel your feelings, and also to let other people feel their own feelings. So another little story is, again, with my younger son, I had been doing more work around feeling my feelings and allowing them to be there and letting it be okay to have whatever emotion I was having and just to kind of sit with it. And then one day I was driving him to school and he was really angry about something. And the first thing I wanted to do when I got in the car and he was angry and and raging and yelling about, like, I don't know if he was yelling. I don't remember. But anyways, um, I wanted to take it away from him. I wanted to take his feeling away from him and say, you're, you're okay. Like you shouldn't feel that way. And you, you know don't like, don't be like that. Don't be so angry. And I wanted to go to the bright side. And I wanted to say how all the reasons why he shouldn't be angry right now. And he stopped me and he said, mom, you always tell me to feel my feelings and you're not letting me feel my feelings. I just want to feel mad right now. And that was like a huge light bulb moment for me because I didn't have to fix it. So this is a big time saver too. Like when you realize you don't Your job as a parent isn't always to fix your kids' emotions or your teenagers' emotions. You don't have to fix it. They're allowed to feel how they want to feel without you doing anything. And this is like the best news ever because it's so freeing when you don't have to fix other people's emotions. Do you know how much time you get back when you don't have to control everybody's emotions and feelings? And this isn't easy. Because I am a, I'm getting a bit better at it now, but for so long in my life, I always thought I had to manage and control everybody's emotions in the room so that nobody was angry, nobody was sad, everybody was okay, because I thought it was somehow my responsibility or I had the illusion that I could control this, which I never could. And if this wasn't all okay and everybody wasn't getting along or something was, you know, going wrong, somebody was angry about something, then it certainly had something to do with me when it really didn't. But there's a lot of time and energy that you get back when you don't have to manage or, um, you don't try to manage other people's emotions and feelings and you just let them have, uh, have their feelings. Okay. So, and that doesn't mean that people can have their feelings and then, you know, treat you however they want to without you having any sort of guidelines about boundaries for yourself, because boundaries are really for yourself and not what other people will do. So it doesn't mean that people can feel their feelings at you as well. So just as you don't want to do that to somebody else, you would not want to have somebody do that to you. And you can set up boundaries. Like if you're going to talk to me in this way, then I'm not going to be listening to you right now, but I will talk to you when you have calmed down. Um, So that is just something to think about there. And the other thing about managing your emotions is that if you haven't looked at this area ever or looked at you know, feeling your feelings, the best way to start with it is maybe after the fact. So anytime you have a big emotion or a big emotional reaction, so you get really angry about something or you get really defensive about something, or you feel a huge sense of shame around something like those big emotions that really take you over and almost take your brain offline where you sort of lose all of your reasoning ability at that moment. At the beginning, when doing this work, it's really helpful to look at those situations with curiosity, kindness, compassion, and say to yourself, gee, I wonder what I was, why that bothered me so much. And you'll often find a thought that you were thinking that led you to have that big emotional reaction. So if you can get really curious about it and not be judgmental about it and look at it after the fact, what I have found is that it will move you closer to catching it sooner. So you'll start by seeing it after whatever has happened happens. And then that will move closer and closer so you'll start to kind of recognize it like right after it happened and then maybe the next time something like that comes up you'll recognize it in the midst of it and you'll be like oh whoa wait I know this this is where I think that the behavior that you're doing right now is going to lead you to you know jobless homeless living in you know poverty someday and so Those kinds of things, it's helpful to know that this work kind of is definitely is gradual and it's not any sort of uh, thing that you want to do with any kind of perfectionism or getting it right all the time. You just simply want to allow those feelings and emotions to be there. So do it in baby steps. Start looking back at those big emotions. Okay, and those are some of the tips I have for how and why it's important. And in some future podcast episodes, I am really going to break it down into more work on your feelings. But I'll leave you with probably the simplest thing you can do is... When you feel those big emotions or in the moment, anytime an emotion comes up, you can do an exercise that's called just what is your feeling right now and get comfortable with naming feelings. We really have or live in a world where uh, a lot of people can only identify a few feelings like happy, mad, or sad, angry. And there's so many more feelings. So getting to name the feeling you're um, uh, feeling right at this moment. Also describing how it feels in your body. So where do you feel it? If you had to describe it to somebody who didn't understand really what you were talking about, you could explain, okay, it's like a, a heavy feeling in my chest and just try to get used to sitting with it without trying to get out of it. And that work goes such a long way in so many areas of your life, not only dealing with your relationships, but dealing with any sort of changes you want to make. Um, So just get used to naming your emotion and describing it. And that brings you out of your head and into your body and feeling that it is tolerable to handle these uncomfortable feelings. Like what is it like to be sad right now? Or what is it like to feel some grief if you feel okay enough to feel grief about something because grief can come in many forms what does it feel like to be angry and where do you feel it in your body and if you do that it can help to get you with a greater understanding of your emotional and feeling landscape okay so i hope that was helpful and if you are finding this podcast helpful, if you would uh, rate it on whatever platform you listen to it on or comment on it or share it, I would appreciate it so much. And I thank you to whoever is out there listening to it. And I really hope that it's helpful. And the next podcast, we will kind of do an overview and bring it all together and dive a little bit deeper into the concepts that I will be talking about more in future episodes. Okay, thanks for listening.